with the increased amount of time for the loan to be paid back uh, and with the increased amount of time to spend the money, more people may say, okay, I want to apply for it. And again, with 120 billion still left and you know 20 days to still apply, it is still something if you haven't done yet that you should look into and should still apply for. Today, we're talking all about the Flexibility Act, which is the sequel to the CARES Act. Remember that? And we have our amazing guest, Aaron Smiley, who's going to tell us all about it. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating industry experience into physical success. This is your design business, tightly fastened. Now welcome the hosts of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell and Natalie Graff. Thank you to our sponsor, Article. Article is an online-only furniture company inspired by mid-century style and Scandinavian simplicity. Go and check them out at wingnut.article.com. Hey there, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, Darla Jethro Powell, and I'm joined by Grumpy Ass Graf. <laughs> the gag. Yeah, that's me. Any reason I'm grumpy, Darla? Because we had a tremendous roof leak in our master bathroom this morning. Again. Again. <laughs> Again. Uh, yes, we did. Uh, they came running to get me. There's water pouring through the uh, skylight. And I'm like, oh, no, now what? And it's already been pretty decent. Rough were you day. able to save the drywall or were I, you, are we well, going to have to get I don't, it? I don't know. <laughs> I called dad. 911, dad, please come help me. <laughs> um, I have a podcast that I have to record in 20 minutes. I've got water coming through the thing. I jumped up in the attic. I removed insulation. I put a fan on it. I found where the leak was, told him where it was, sent a video, and him and our daughter, Abby, came over and dried it out and put a tarp on while we record this episode, whatever we're recording. Whatever we're recording. Is the drywall savable or do you think it'll be a gut? Oh, never mind. <laughs> I don't like how this is going. I don't know. Let's see if we grow any mold. You know, it would be such a shame if we had to demo the bathroom and have a whole new design project on my hands. I'm going to have to hire myself a designer. <laughs> Do you know and any? not you. <laughs> oh, Kelly Wurstler? No. If you want it, you know what? People I will, can apply. I will acquiesce to you hiring Kelly Wurstler to redesign our master bathroom just this once, though. How about I do it? Because I don't want deer heads in oak barrels in my master bathroom. <laughs> Thank you anyway. <laughs> How about we just replace the drywall? Mm-hmm. Replace the mirrors. Replace the Replace mirrors the cabinets. And get new cabinets. We need them. Man, the people that installed those cabinets did it. Oh, there's so much water coming down the side of our wall. Our uh, floating vanities are... are, are <laughs> they're going to be really floating. Yeah, they're coming, <laughs> off, they're coming off the wall, Darla. I don't know if you noticed that. Well, one room challenge. Here we go. <laughs> no, I like our shower. No. One room challenge for no, fall. No, I like our shower. Negative. I love our shower, but hey. We can, no. I could update. Listen, that I'm was one sp- of the first projects. Listen, that is not covered. On the PPP, so negative. <laughs> that was one of the first projects I did when I first started designing, so I, I could redo it even better, bigger and better. But anyway, okay, let's. You can right. go home now. <laughs> I am home. <laughs> Natalie, today we're talking about the Flexibility Act. Remember the CARES Act? Remember the brilliant Aaron Smiley who who walked us all through the CARES Act? And if you guys didn't hear that episode, it's going to be in the show notes at wingnutsocial.com slash podcast. Yes, I do remember, and I paid very close attention to you what did. the man had to say. You really did. Well, you know, now he's our go-to money guy. I know. So he can't get out of that. He's trapped. I even let him keep the microphone. I know. And he told me that you cannot remodel the bathroom. He did not say that. He said you don't have the funds for it. <laughs> well, that may or not be true, but when has that ever stopped me in the past? 
it's going to stop you right now. (laughs) All right, guys. So if you missed that first episode with Aaron Smiley on the CARES Act, let me tell you a little bit about him right now. Not only is Aaron the gorgeous husband of one of our Wingnut Social clients, he is also an MBA, an MST, and a federally authorized tax practitioner who has technical expertise in the field of taxation and is empowered by the U.S. Department of the Treasury to represent taxpayers for audits, collections, and appeals. Oh my gosh, I just, my, my skin bristled the word audit. <laughs> he began Smiling Associates LLC in 2010 to offer his expertise in the areas of taxation and compliance to individuals and small business owners with a special emphasis on restaurants, retailers, creative businesses, ding, 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 medical practices, and law firms. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Aaron Smiley back to the podcast. Hey there, Aaron Smiley. Welcome back to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you again for having me. Of course. It's always a no-brainer to have you on here because you are smarter than the rest of us. <laughs> we need, we're going to need you to help us get through this whole Flexibility Act. What do we do now? You know, I thought, Natalie, did you think this too, that once you had the PPP loan, it was kind of an automatic kind of situation? I think Aaron kind of warned us that there would probably be a lot of uh, hoops to jump through. And uh, <laughs> I, I was smart enough. I kind of listened and I transferred money out, put it in a separate account. And every time I make a transfer into the main account, I put a very specific note exactly what those funds were used for. Someone listened, at least someone. I listened, Aaron. I did. Yay. I get kudos. So you were the the one. I was the one. Aaron, menopause is a... I have the memory of a a small gnat. So it's really terrible. Okay. So they just passed this thing called the Flexibility Act. What the hell is it? And how do we go forward to making sure that we get forgiven for all those monies that we got to retain our employees? Yes. So this was officially signed into law on the 5th, on June 5th. And to keep the spirit of things changing, there was additional guidance that was put out on the 8th by the Treasury Secretary and Small Business Administration making one thing clear to one of the rules that we'll talk about, and then also mentioning that things are going to continue to change and look out for future guidance coming shortly for a revised application for forgiveness. So there are a couple of changes between this iteration and the original iteration of the law that had passed. The first one is what's called the covered period. So initially, you had eight weeks to spend the money that you received. Now, you have 24 weeks to spend the money. Now, one of the issues with the initial bill was most businesses haven't been in business. They haven't been able to have any customers. They haven't been able to have any sales. So even if I got the money today, I can't do anything with it. So that eight-week period was extended to 24 weeks, essentially through the end of the year, through December 31st. And that is giving people a little bit more, I've got the air quotes, flexibility, to spend the money when they can actually be in business and be in a position to have people on payroll. I see. A lot of people were looking at that, specifically the hospitality industry was very strong uh, from a lobbying standpoint. Here in New York City, things are closed. So again, even if somebody received the PPP, they weren't able to spend it. So a lot of people said, you know what, I don't want the money. This Additional, again, flexibility gives people 24 weeks. And I guess we should probably take a step back even and look at how we got here. Yeah, let's have a little refresher, I'm sure. But I have a quick question before we hop into being refreshing. 
when you said originally that we had eight weeks to spend it, Natalie looked at me and she had that oh in her eyes. Uh, <laughs> She's like, oh. So maybe Natalie wasn't the one who was listening. I, <laughs> no, I listened, but I just kept it strictly for payroll. You know, we don't have an office. We don't have the overhead, anything else that really would apply to the rest of what I needed. And they gave me my loan strictly based on my payroll averages. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I didn't even include any of the extras that I could have. So it was strictly payroll. The amount that you could borrow was solely based on the payroll figure. So it was based on two and a half times the payroll figure. And you could add retirement planning, you could add health insurance. All of that was determined by how much you could actually borrow. The amount that you could borrow had nothing to do with what your rent was, what your utilities were. Although those items could be used for forgiveness, they weren't based on the amount of loan that you could receive. Right. Okay. It's clear to me. I just must have missed that eight weeks. So what happens now (laughs) if you don't cover all your payroll with the PPP in 24 weeks? Is there some kind of penalty? I assume I'm getting ahead of myself, aren't I? With the old rule of the eight weeks, you had to bring your payroll back up to a certain number and by a certain date. And that date was June 30th. So if you had a reduction in your full-time equivalent employees, if you had a reduction in the amount that you paid individuals or certain jobs, then the amount of forgiveness would be lowered and there would be a reduction in the forgiveness. Now with the 24-week period, you have until that December 31st date to have the same headcount and the same amount of wages. So there's two ways to look at this. If you see more problems in the future and and the economy may not be coming back up to speed depending on what industry you're in, waiting the 24 weeks may not actually be the best thing for you because you may not be in business in December. So if you originally had taken the money and if you originally were abiding by the eight-week period, I would keep that eight-week period in force. That way you can get everything forgiven that you can. You don't have any liability on the books and you don't have to wait another six months essentially to find out if this amount will be forgiven. That makes sense. So uh, Darla's looking at me like, what? I'm like, I'm like this (laughs) already. (laughs) That definitely makes a lot of sense. And so we're coming up to our eight week mark, June 30th, correct? If it was eight weeks ago uh, that you received your money. It's eight weeks from when we received the money. Yes, is correct. When our, from the, the minute okay. you receive the funds and you could still elect eight weeks. The eight week or 24 week is up to the borrower. Oh. So you don't have to use 24 weeks. You can still, if you receive the funds on eight weeks and you are planning for the last two months or one month, however long ago you received the funds for that eight week period, then you could still go with the eight week period. And that's another reason that I would advise, if that is what you did, to go ahead and apply for forgiveness as soon as possible in the event that there are future changes, which again appear inevitable, that these changes will come. How do we apply for that forgiveness? Where, where do we have to go do that? We have to come back to a lot of different things, but the way to apply for the forgiveness is still through your bank. You have to request the forgiveness. So whichever bank you used, uh, yours is you know that little one down the street, right? That mom and yep. pop Center bank State. down the street. Yep. yep. So- yep. You will go to them after your eight-week period, and then you will request forgiveness. There will be an application that you will have to fill out, a forgiveness application. There will be documentation that you will have to present with the forgiveness in order to substantiate the amounts that you're taking. Currently, banks aren't taking forgiveness applications. We have had some clients where their eight-week period is now over. They were one of the first ones to receive the money, but the banks are not yet taking those applications again because things are are still changing and the application itself again is going to change. Okay. So let me just 
put this in my little Amish brain here. So in my mind, what you're telling me is because I used that little bank down the street that was way behind <laughs> everybody. They're going to be way behind everybody else in taking my forgiveness app. Maybe. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe, but maybe not. Um, maybe not. You know, what, what we saw even from the first go around, the community banks and the local banks were having a lot more success in making the loans than the larger banks. Okay. So they may be up to speed. They may have a little bit of a leg up on the application. But again, you, you will need to wait until they're accepting the applications and your eight-week period. If you decide to stay at eight weeks, that eight-week period is finished. What if I still have enough funds that in eight weeks, I'm still going to have funds left over that will still continue to carry my payroll for a few more weeks than I should wait and apply at the 24 or as soon as I'm out of funds? If you still have money left over, then you should elect for the 24 weeks. But if you're done in another six, you have to wait 24. So okay. it's either an eight-week or a 24-week period that you're choosing. Okay. All right. So where are we at now? 24? We're at 24. Oh, cool. Are you making that money? You're stretching that money. <laughs> there are still restrictions, again, on how much you could spend. So another one of the changes under the initial bill the split between what you had to spend on payroll and what you had to spend on essentially the non-payroll costs were 75-25. So 75% right. had to be spent on payroll, 25% had to be spent on either rent or utilities or interest. Now the thresholds and the percentages are 60-40. So 60% has to be used for payroll and 40% can be used on non-payroll related expenses. So that's another big shift. Aren't we doing like 100% on payroll now? You 100% can can use 100% on payroll. The floor is now 60 you have to spend 60% I see. on payroll. Yeah, so, I've used I've used mine strictly on payroll. Yeah, we don't and, uh, we don't want any surprises. My, yeah, I didn't want to know I wanted no surprises and I didn't want to have <laughs> to explain my actions too much. That's a good idea. If it's all being used on payroll, then you should be in a fairly good position to have it all be forgiven. So see, I listened. Yeah, she did for sure. So, okay. So, so that leads me up to this next question. How do the designers listening ensure that we do qualify for forgiveness besides going back and making sure we listen to your first advice in your first interview? What has changed there? Or what kind of ducks do we need to make sure we have in a row? If you're using everything on payroll, then the supporting documentation will be pretty easy to, to gather. It's essentially just going to be your payroll reports. So if you're working with the payroll company, you'll be able to, to get the quarterly reports You'll be able to download any weekly reports. You'll be able to download and show the differences, if any, if there were any reductions in an individual's pay, that would have to be shown. Canceled checks probably would have to be shown. The bank statements may need to be shown, indicating which amounts are coming out for payroll. Uh, if you're using rent as a forgivable expense, you would have to provide canceled checks uh, for that as well. Okay. And what if, by the way, I want to tell you that Natalie was sitting over there, smi all smiles, looking very smug that, and very secure <laughs> in herself. With the, She's very proud of herself. And so am I, actually. Okay. So for those for those doing opting for the 60-40 split and paying for some other expenses, what do they have to do to ensure that? The other expenses have not changed in terms of what the other expenses are. You just now have oh, a little okay. bit more leeway and flexibility, again, in how much of it you can use and how much of it can be forgiven. So it's still rent, it's still utilities, um, but people that are working in a high rent environment, 25% may not have been a large portion of what they're using. Typically, rent and payroll are the biggest expenses. So now you're able to use more for rent on rent and have that be forgiven. And that would be the same thing. It would be canceled checks. You may need to even provide a copy of the lease 
and then possible bank statements showing the amounts that are coming out. Okay, so let's say someone didn't follow the rules exactly, and maybe they used some of their monies for something that they just had no choice. Sometimes in life, you don't have a choice and you just bail out. What are the payment terms looking like for this loan to pay it back? So another change, the original law said that you had two years. It became a two-year loan. Now that has been changed with the Flexibility Act to a five-year payback period. The interest rate still remains 1%. So now the loan is a little bit more attractive to people that may have said, you know what, I don't want to take it initially because I only had eight weeks to spend it and I had two years to pay it back. Now you have 24 weeks to spend the money and you have five years to pay it back. Is the loan still available? Yes. So the loan actually is still available and you, you have until June 30th to apply for the loan. As of maybe the other day, there was still $120 billion left in the program. So, you know, initially when we said, you know, how did we get here? The first iteration was $349 billion. And that essentially was depleted in about two weeks. And we had a lot of clients that were not able to get in on the first round. And there was obviously a lot of angst anxiety, stress, uh, choice words for their accountant, even though obviously it wasn't, you know, we didn't have anything to do with that, but it's easy to blame. And there was a big uproar with certain publicly traded companies that were taking the money. Uh, Ruth Chris and Shake Shack were two very prominent companies that actually, they received the PPP loan and they gave it back. The SBA came up with uh, an attestation that you had to essentially certify that you needed to have the loan funds and you couldn't get the funds elsewhere. That also provided a lot of consternation for people. They were a little bit nervous. What exactly does that mean? Uh, further guidance came out and said, if your loan is below $2 million, then it's certified that you actually do need the loan. So the second round of the PPP, there was $320 billion that was allocated. And people were worried that it would be the Wild West and these funds would deplete even quicker than the original one. However, that wasn't the case. Uh, I think a lot of people may have been a little bit Maybe paying a little bit more attention to the rules, uh, realizing forgiveness not necessarily would be the easiest thing to come by and decided to sit on the sidelines. Now, with the increased amount of time for the loan to be paid back uh, and with the increased amount of time to spend the money, more people may say, okay, I want to apply for it. And again, with $120 billion still left and you know 20 days to still apply, It is still something, if you haven't done yet, that you should look into and should still apply for. Natalie Andrea. Yes, Darla Jethro Powell. Our sponsor, Article.com, the online-only furniture company, is pretty sweet. Tell me about it. They ship like speed of light, man. Boom. It's there. (laughs) Well, you know, two weeks shipping or less because 80% of their items are usually in their catalog and in stock. That's like insane. You know what I love about them? I love that their items are gorgeous. The price point is really good. This customer service is terrific. And you know that they have designers on staff to actually help you with your selections, like real certified interior designers who are going to know what it is you're looking for, who can speak what you speak. Hey, that's pretty impressive. So get on over there. Check them out at wingnut.article.com. That's wingnut.article.com. In your opinion, do you believe that once we start ending near that three and four years that they may be able to, if you guys, if the economy hasn't recovered, like we've anticipated, you think that they're going to extend this and change some more rules and regulations as we go down the road or what? 
they've already said that you, there will not be any more applications after June 30th. If we're still in this predicament three, four years from now, uh, I think we're going to have bigger issues at hand. Yeah. <laughs> Bite your tongue. But, um, you know, there may be a different program at that time that's available to be used. We're going to have to sign up for murder hornet relief. It's, well, or exactly. <laughs> God forbid. I mean, murder I hornets imagine. and, you know, they're talking about a, a mosquito, a northeast mosquito that has encephalitis that could kill you in days. Oh, yeah, of course. Why not? Why not? Can we have you back on the show for the Alien Invasion Act of 2022? <laughs> I'd be happy to, yeah. <laughs> okay, great. All right, cool. You heard it here first, folks. I think pretty much the, the other big change or two changes, uh, just to kind of round that out, if you are unable to get enough employees or enough staff back by either the June 30th date or the December 31st date, there are a couple of exceptions for you where you have to make a, a concerted and a good faith effort to hire people. This go round, a lot of people, again, specifically in the hospitality industry, were receiving more money on unemployment than they would be if they came back. So they are actually saying, I don't want to come back. <laughs> yeah. wow. With that additional $600, essentially, which is set to expire, and, and the current talk on the Hill is that it will not be renewed, more people may now be willing to come back into the workforce. But if you're unable to hire people, if your industry still remains closed, if you're in a geographical location where COVID is still very up, very running, or we're looking at the second or third leg of the, the disease and you still can't be open, then there are still caveats and carve outs that are built in where the loan can still be forgiven. That's another thing that's going to have to be looked at where we are looking for future guidance on. But something to be mindful of where you make all the good faith efforts, the amount can still be forgiven. And then the final change was you initially were not allowed to defer the payroll taxes if you received a PPP loan. We did talk on the uh, original podcast that one of the provisions of the CARES Act, not necessarily the Paycheck Protection Program, but of the CARES Act was that you could defer payroll taxes. Right. But that's a really bad idea. A really yes. bad idea. I mean- um, I did not defer payroll taxes. Good, good for you, Natalie. <laughs> uh, as, as we said last time, and again, just to kind of stress now, uh, owners of businesses are personally liable for payroll taxes, which is Social Security and Medicare, as well as sales tax. So if your goal is to defer these taxes for two years, if you're out of business next year, you are still on the hook to make those payroll tax payments. Yeah, that was all you had to say to talk me out of it. Aaron, let me ask you, what you said the cutoff date to apply for the loan is June 30th. Are we allowed to make amendments or say, okay, say a company got a certain amount of money and they're seeing they're going to need a little bit more to hold them over. Can they ask for additional funds? No, uh, you're only allowed to apply for one PPP loan. And the funds, again, are, are essentially based on a formula. So you can't ask for more unless the original amount you took less on purpose than what the max would be. You know, now again, that, they, that they're changing the rules, you know, people may have said at the initial time, well, I, I'm eligible for 100000 but my business is now at 25% of what it was. I'm only going to ask for forty. But now that I have 24 weeks to pay it back, I should have asked for the full 100 right. So there's still this reconciliation that has to go on with people that were making decisions two months ago, where now the rules have changed and the decision-making process may have changed as well with new rules. So I'm not quite sure how they're going to handle that. I mean, I would guess that you cannot go back and ask for more. I might have a not so smart question. <laughs> <laughs> no. So yeah, we all know I totally allocated the money strictly for my payroll and only my payroll. Good uses. girl. 
If we use those funds to pay the taxes, now that we have the 24 weeks, we can use it all for payroll and be completely forgiven because was it was it allocated? Were you allowed to pay your, your payroll taxes out of those funds as well? There's a little bit of confusion on, you know, what payroll taxes and what payroll taxes you're paying. So the company, you have to pay one half of the employee's payroll tax being Social Security and Medicare, and then the employee pays the other half. So the portion that the employee pays is actually part of their salary. So that portion is forgiven because it's lumped into their salary. The portion that the business pays is not a forgivable expense, and that is still deductible by the company. You're not using the pay- those funds to pay for the employer share of payroll taxes. Okay, that makes sense. Are we good? We're good. Okay. I'm just, <laughs> You're making faces. I like to make faces. <laughs> we'll stop making it. Oh, wait. No, yeah, I mean, the problem with face. the podcast, is you, I, only you two can see the faces. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you were saying about the, the taxes, she was over there really thinking hard about that. I'm like, wait, did she do that? Or did she not do that? I don't. She does all the money, so I'm not really too involved. I don't know. You can tell that. I don't know um, if you can tell that because she's the one asking all the questions. <laughs> <laughs> All the good ones anyway. Aaron, is there anything else that we really kind of need to pay attention to and, and need to know uh, going forward in these next few weeks before the deadline and before we have to start thinking about asking for forgiveness? Again, it's really just making sure that all of your records are in order and you're abiding by whatever allocations and formulas are needed. If you have to hire people, if you're in week six, and the first six weeks, you know, you were kind of at 40% business. Now you're picking up a little bit because different states are starting to open up at different stages. As long as you get the payroll numbers back up towards the end of your covered period, then you're fine. So again, it's just organizing all of the payroll records, all of the canceled checks, making sure the math is correct. Even though the application is going to change, uh, I don't think it's going to change drastically. I would look at the application. Go through the pages, go through what's going to be required to be collected. So you're familiar with it at week six and you're not scrambling after week eight to gather all the information that you need. And it's a rush for forgiveness. Well, I'm going to have 24 because I'm using it just for payroll. That's what makes me breathe a little easier that you are just doing it for payroll. So Just payroll. Yeah. All right. I think that that answered a ton of questions, guys. If you have any more questions, you can reach out to Aaron Smiling. We'll give you that information here. And that will also be in the show notes at wingnutsocial.com slash podcast. Aaron, tell them how they can get a hold of you if they have specific questions for you, if there's something they didn't understand. Sure. You can uh, reach out to us uh, directly. You can call me at 212-356-3997. Uh, you could go to our website, smileyandassociates.com. It's S-M-Y-L-E-A-N-D-A-S-S-O-C-I-A-T-E-S.com. Gather all the information you can, uh, how to contact us, more information about the firm. You could follow us on Instagram at smileytaxes. And you can certainly reach out to uh, your Wingnut Social. And if you can't reach us, they'll get in touch with us for you. For sure. And by the way, I have to say, I love the beard that you grew over the over quarantine. <laughs> the, beard. Yeah. the quarantine beard is certainly uh, it's three months worth of growth that um, only the nat- the finest fruits and berries go in it just to make sure that it stays <laughs> nice and uh, nice and fluffy. More importantly, does Anna Claudia like the beard? That's uh, all the most beard. importantly. And yes, she does. <laughs> Awesome. Then that's a winning situation. Aaron, thank you again for joining us on this uh, quick notice to help us out with this flexibility act. All right, Aaron, now I have to ask you if you're ready for the What Up Wingnut round. 
I'm ready. Now it's time for What Up Wing Night. Wing Night. Aaron Smiley, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? I think I would actually, I'm looking outside the window and seeing if anything kind of sticks out to me. <laughs> That's I bad. Would, I would actually choose, I would choose a bonsai tree, actually. There you go. Because they can be grown inside and outside and clipped and, you know, maintained. And there's a lot of, uh, maybe to keep the, the, the theme of the act, there's a lot of flexibility with where it can go. <laughs> <laughs> and it lives a very long time and it goes back ancient history. And I'm sure there's a deeper meaning to what the tree actually symbolizes. I'm sure. <laughs> what would the hashtag on your tombstone be? Uh, that is a little morbid. I would say hashtag effort. You know what I was thinking you were going to say? I was thinking you were going to say death and taxes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, actually. You're, you're welcome. That is, thank you. I, I changed the answer to death and taxes. That's okay. That's cool, awesome. Much more appropriate. I'll send you my bill. Uh, if you could have only one superpower, what would it be and why? Oh, there's a lot of these questions. There's actually four. I'm just going to give you the three since you already answered the Golden Girl question in the previous episode. Rose, gotcha. That definitely is a is a tough one. I think when I was little, it was always being invisible. Yeah, that way you can kind of be wherever you wanted to be and nobody would really know that you were there. So I think there's a lot of benefit in that. I, I get does that count as a superpower? Sure I mean, does. I guess yeah, or, or that's actually pretty, I mean invisibility is a pretty popular answer. It's it's in the top, I would say five, wouldn't you, Nat? Five or yeah. six? Yeah. Survey says top five are I mean, well, what are the other uh, like flying? Flying flying's number one. Teleport. Teleportation's number no sleep is a good one. A lot of no people sleep. Wish they didn't have sleep. Yeah. Hmm. That's a really popular one. Maybe time travel. Is time traveling a That's super been there too a couple power? times, but not too many. It's like in the top 10, I would say. Time I would travel. actually That's change I'm going to change it to being able to time travel. Aaron, I suggest that you go back in time and change your answer now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. She's got jokes. Listen, I don't know much about taxes, but I'm funny. But you, really ta- <laughs> you, you got taglines and hashtags. Death and taxes. Down pat. All right. Aaron, thank you again for joining us. We really appreciate it. You have an amazing week. You guys do the same. Natalie and Giraffe. Yes, Jethro. I'm really kind of impressed with you right now. I mean, I'm always impressed with Aaron, but you're really kind of the standout for me in this episode. Oh, why? Because I got up in the attic and <laughs> no, took care of no, the no, that's just normal stuff. I'm used to you doing that, but you actually paid attention and applied what Aaron said on the very first episode. And now I think we're sitting pretty. Well, I'm just saying. Even a blind squirrel gets an acorn every now and then. Even a broken clock is right, what, once a day, twice a day? I don't even know. <laughs> it's twice a day, right? Yeah. Probably oh, twice a day. Just sit there and look pretty, Darla. Yeah. Just sit there. Don't don't move. If you guys paid attention to what he had to say and you did what he had to say, don't forget. Go get all those reports. Start looking for them now. Don't wait till the 11th hour. Unless you are going to wait for the 24 weeks, then you have all the time in the world. And I'm going to wait for the 24 weeks because I ain't got time for eight weeks. What if your clock is broken and it's on the 11th hour? Darla. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So when I was asking, hey, can you go back and amend it and apply for a little bit more? I was asking for a friend. You were asking for a bathroom remodel. Yes, I know. I'm aware of this. I'm not stupid. <laughs> I really wasn't. I wouldn't do that. Seriously. I mean, yeah, that'd be funny. But no, I no. I, I, like I we said, we are not mm-hmm. remodeling our bathroom, Darla. How can we not? The drywall's peeling off. <laughs> because we have this amazing contractor that will come in, 
cut off the sheets of drywall, re-put some knockdown on it, put some paint on it, and as good as new. Girl, that ain't going to fly for the one-room challenge. We ain't doing a one-room challenge. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. All right, so to wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, to wrap this up, the loan is still available. Don't forget, you have till June 30th to go ahead and apply. Nice. And also, they have extended the terms that it could be paid. It was initially one, it went to two, back to one. Now you have five years at Ooh. a 1% interest rate. And now they've actually changed the loan that if you do obtain the loan now before June 30th, the split that you have to use the money is 60% on payroll and 40% on other things that the loan is allocate for. And now you have 24 weeks and not the 8th if you opt for it to, to oh, spread out those and funds. you got numbers. Wow. Listen, I, I'm, I like to joke and I like to kid, but I do try to listen when the menopause allows. Okay. I do try to retain some things. All right, guys, that's it for today. Hopefully you'll put this information to good use and everything will go very well. We're praying for everybody is safe and sound and the economy recovers and that we do not have to have Aaron back on for the Alien Invasion Act of 2022. Yes, let's hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> if you guys like what you hear, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever the hell you're listening to this on. Be sure to follow us at Wingnut Social. And if you need help with your social media marketing, hop on over to wingnutsocial.com and schedule a discovery session there with either Natalie Ann Giraffe or Kimberly, our new sales wingnut, and we will be happy to hook you up. I think that's it for today, Nat. Anything else? Nope. So long. See ya. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to tune in next week for more business and marketing info and insightful interviews with industry experts and design superstars. Can't wait? Then head on over to wingnutsocial.com for more great content to help you get your business to the next level. Ready? Yeah, call me grumpy again because the roof is important. Okay. Doesn't matter. Okay. Ooh, that worked. What's that? You got to read it with Karina goggles. Hey there, Aaron Smiley. Welcome to... Uh, yep. Good boy, Mango.